This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. So let's go to the MLB slate and let's start in San Francisco. Uh, let's start with the Giants and the Diamondbacks. We have Zach Gallen going for Arizona, 11-5 with a 3-3-6 ERA. And I just realized I started the wrong segment. Jenks, do you want to do this game and then we'll uh, go back to our part one? Is that cool? Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> A little audible as I was complaining about other yeah, people not, not being ready for their jobs. All right, Dimebacks, Giants, Arizona minus 125, San Francisco plus 105, total of seven runs. Uh, like I said, it's Zach Gallon going against Alex Cobb here. Who do you like? Do you have a play? And look at this total. It's seven. I don't get it. What am I missing here? Seriously, what am I missing? I don't get I would. I would bet the over here. And I know when you see Zach Gallon, you think, oh, low-scoring game. But, man, he is a completely different pitcher on the road. He might have the the craziest split of any pitcher in Major League Baseball mm-hmm. at home versus on the road. So when he's on the road, his ERA is three runs higher. Like, that's insane to me. At home, ERA 1.96. On the road, 4.97. D-backs are the sixth best team to the over when playing away from Arizona. And we know that. We've talked about that. The Diamondbacks, for some reason, it's just this, it's almost reverse psychology. I don't know if that's the way to put it, but you would think, obviously, you're better at home, not the D-backs. They are better on the road. I would go over here, juice to the over for a reason. This seems way low to me. I know. I did some digging trying to find out why this total was so low. And I get it. The pitchers are both good. Maybe the weather has something to do with it because – I'm sure you've been to the Bay Area. This time of year is not the sweltering heat that we have here in the South. In fact, it's supposed to be only 61 degrees tonight when this game is being played. Uh, A small chance of precipitation with some wind gusts. Do you think that has anything to do with it? Because I get it. Like when the weather is not hot, Mm -hmm. it is tougher to hit the ball out of the park. But still, seven's extremely low. And you can still score runs the old-fashioned way with singles and doubles. What? Singles and doubles? Bunts? What are you talking about? What we need on this show, because I am dying to be a meteorologist, we need a daily tip Doppler 9000. And whenever we have a question about the weather, yeah, we can put it up. And I could say, Matt, go ahead and put up that daily tip Doppler 9000. As you can see, Chelsea, we're going to have a strong wind coming in tonight out west. We can do that and then handicap using the weather. It has to be something weather related. It has to be, right? Because otherwise, I don't know, this should be what, eight, eight and a half? I don't get it. So whatever, I'll look at the weather. I'm not going to. I don't want to say I'm not going to play it. I will take a heavier look at this game, a more intricate look at this game, because when a line doesn't make any sense, of course, we see a fishy line and we think, mm, something's going on here. I want to know what's going on. There's no way this should be this low. Yeah, seven's too low for me. Something fishy's going on. I'm going to be like mm-hmm. that weatherman on Family Guy. That's like, it's going to be cold. Back to you. <laughs> and that's going to yes. be my weather, you know, my weather update here. <laughs> On the daily tip is I auditioned, I auditioned to be the next weather girl of the BetQL <laughs> network. So let's get back to the slate. That one's kind of fishy to me, so I'm not going to play it. Uh, let's go to the yeah. Orioles and the Blue Jays. So we have Baltimore plus 105, Toronto minus 125, 
Total of eight and a half runs. Kyle Bradish gets the ball for the, the Orioles here. Six and six with a 3-2-9 ERA. Uh, meanwhile, Tan Jin Ru uh, making his first start this season after TJ surgery in 2022. And there's a red flag there. Do you want to back somebody as a favorite who is making his first start this season? I think my answer is no, especially against these O's, these O's Mm -mm. who have provided plenty of plus money on this show and plenty of plus money winners. Yeah, that's what I get. I backed the Blue Jays last night. Chris Bassett was a good play at home. I'm still bummed that didn't come home, but the Orioles are hard to fade. There's no way I'm backing the Blue Jays. And, you know, what do you take from rehab starts or rehab you know, performances in the minor leagues. I don't know. Ryu has looked good in rehab, allowed just four runs over 18 innings, striking out 16, walking one. That's pretty good. But also, clearly, facing minor league clubs is a lot different than facing this Orioles team that can hit with the best of them. Also, Ryu is 36 years old, so I got to go with the kids here. Kyle Bradish went seven full innings against these very same Blue Jays back on June the 11th, or June 14th, I should say, allowed four hits, one run. I don't know if we see that performance again, but I will back the O's at a cheap price here, minus 105. Yeah, what are we doing here? Every single yeah, night yeah. you got to talk me out of playing the Orioles. That was the sabotage factor yesterday. It was like, yeah, oh, those stats God. are good, but it's against the Orioles. So, like, exactly. are you sure? Are you sure about that? Uh, so I think the only play, it's either Orioles or nothing. Like maybe it doesn't make the card for me, but I'm real fade. Uh, I'm real scared to fade the Orioles. So I'm not gonna. Let's go mm-hmm. to the AL East. Rays and Yankees squaring off in this one. Tampa Bay minus 115. New York minus 105. Total of eight and a half runs. Zach Eflin goes for Tampa Bay. 11 and six with a 3.64 ERA. Facing Carlos Rodon, who has been a little better uh, in recent uh, starts for the pinstripes, but still one and three with a five, seven, five ERA. Jenks, do you think Rodon gets a back going here against the Rays? Uh, I don't know. I know this for sure. He's going to be angry no matter what he does. If he gives up eight runs, he's going to be pissed off. If he gives up a half run, he's going to be pissed off. He just pitches angry. He's probably going to be flipping off the home crowd if he gets booed. I don't know what's going to happen. I think I like the under here. I think he found something Rodon did last time out, but also that was against the Mets. And when I see someone, oh, he was great against the Mets, I'm like, yeah, I know. Everyone's good against the Mets. They don't hit the baseball. But Zach Eflin, for me, is generally a guy you follow at home and fade on the road. But I think this is an exception because even with Aaron Judge back in the lineup, the Yankees struggled to hit the ball. And he hasn't had that instant impact that we saw earlier in the year when he returned, and then the Yankees just started bombing away. We haven't seen that yet. I think under is the play here. I think that's probably the case as well because this Tampa Bay lineup has not been the lead leaguing, uh, the lead, right. uh, the league leading offense <laughs> over the last month. In fact, they're in the bottom 10. It's wild the cliff that this team has fallen off when it comes to their offense. We know the Yankees' offense is never trustworthy, even with Aaron Judge back in the lineup. I'm wondering what we see from Carlos Rodon, and I'm kind of surprised to see that his strikeout prop is set at five and a half. I know that Tampa Bay's splits are in the top uh, third of MLB when it comes to strikeout rate, but still, Carlos Rodon, I think that is the biggest red flag for me. His strikeouts really haven't been there. 
Uh, and his four yeah. starts this year, he has not hit this once. And also, he's walking a lot of guys. Even last week or last time out, he walked three batters against the Mets, walked five against the Angels. So until he's more efficient and missing more bats, I don't think I really want to back Carlos Rodon here and those Yankees bats. Let's go to Miami. Marlins and Phillies here. Philly plus 115, Miami minus 140. Total of seven and a half runs. Speaking of good pitchers getting back on track, Sandy Alcantara has found mm. something, maybe, after a good start last time around, but still 4-9 on the season with a 4-4-6 ERA. Facing Ranger Suarez today is 2-5 with a 4-2-2 ERA. Jenks, Miami is favored here. Do you trust in Sandy Alcantara once again? You know what? I do, Chelsea. I do. I'm going to go with Sandy Alcantara here. I'm going Marlins on the money line. This is probably my favorite play today. And yes, Ooh. I know he struggled early in the season, but he's given up a total of 13 runs in his last 13 or 39 and two-thirds innings pitched. I think Miami can generate some runs in their home park. They are fantastic against left-handed pitching. Alcantara back on track. Marlins Money line, minus 140 is my play. I'm a little nervous about this one because earlier in the season, Sandy Alcantara had a bad one against the Phillies, gave up nine earned, run and earned runs in just four innings of work. But his most recent start back on July 3rd, only one run over six and two-thirds. So maybe found something in pitching to these Phillies bats. We shall see if uh, Cy Young Sandy is back on track. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.